Welcome to New Hope Hilo. This is a part of service where we get to honor the Lord with our tithes and offerings. Uh, but as the ushers get ready for that, I would just like to share uh, my heart with the SALT Conference. I can remember back about 30 years ago when um, this brother Stu, he started serving and, and, he, and he served in the Sunday school. And then he came up and he retired from uh, his job and he kept serving and he's serving in the garden ministry. And many people, they've gotten together. He's influenced others to serve together. And that's what SALT's about, serving and learning together. We have a gentleman named Donald. He serves in a prayer ministry. How many of us take advantage of our prayer ministries? You know, this is what it is about. This is what makes the church strong, is when we get together and we serve each other to strengthen the church. And it has helped me to ministry to go on my walk. But I would just like to invite all of you to the SALT conference. And those who are joining us live online in the fellowship hall, this goes out to you too. It is an important part of our church. It's something that's been happening for over 30 years that I know of, that I've been here. But it's something that we put an emphasis on today so that we can all grow together. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you that uh, you give us an opportunity to serve you, to love you, to express this time together through our tithes and offerings. In your name we pray. It's amazing that even in our world today, as we believe in God, that we're still going to be challenged with how we think, not from the Bible itself. The Bible will challenge us, but we'll also be challenged by other people. And not only other people, but we'll also challenge ourselves. We live in an, a world that we want to find approval in. And it starts at an early age as we, as we grow up. We want, to, we want people to approve of us. And so we try to live to please people. We try to please our parents. We try to please one another. Uh, even in the workplace, we need to please the boss. We want to make sure that things are done well. So we live in a world of approval. But the problem with that is we think that when it comes to God, we have to do the same thing, that we have to win his approval. In this series that we're in, God's Mission for Me, we're learning that God sees everything from beginning to end, that God thought of our life, and he thought of every single detail, and he thought of what would take place in our lives and how we could live for him in the best way possible. And we've been looking at ways on how we can be better and, and how we can uh, do things well, not so that we can just do things well, but so that we could represent God in a world that lives for approval. I mean, just think about the basic things that we do in our world today, even when it comes to technology. There's an, there's an app called Yelp. Yelp is where you would be able to rate certain places, restaurants, uh, places you go to, and people can look at an app and see the places that they want to eat at, and then they'll see the rating is it three-star, five-star? How much does it cost in that, uh, if it's a restaurant or if it's like a, a golf course? How good is that golf course? And there are ratings on it. Different apps that we use will show us ratings and then a description. This, rating is, this, this app is bad, poor rating. So we're constantly rating different things. 
And we even do it to ourselves. We rate ourselves. If we do something wrong, we berate ourselves. We demean ourselves. And we look in the mirror and we're not proud of ourselves because of the things that we do. But when we think about being approved by God, everything changes. Because God is not looking at our lives for perfection. He's looking at our lives for a relationship. And that changes everything. But just because we're approved by God, it doesn't mean that he approves of everything we do. There is a difference. Lest, lest we confuse the two and think, I can just do whatever I want. No, no, there's a difference between being approved by God and God approving everything I do. And that's what we want to look at today. I want to look at the Bible. This is not in your notes, which you can take out if you are giving your notes and, or if you're using the church app. But 2 Timothy chapter 2, I want to read verse 15. It, because it tells us this, and this is in the New Testament. This is Paul the Apostle. He was someone who came to know Jesus Christ and is now teaching a younger man by the name of Timothy how to live for God. And he says this, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. In other words, he's saying to young Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, I know all your life you've been trying to please people, you've been trying to please your parents, you've been trying to live in such a way that people would honor you and applaud you, and that you'd build a reputation, but I'm here to tell you, Timothy, to live in such a way that you're approved by God. Not that you would live to be approved by him, but that you're already approved so live out of his approval in your life. Yeah, God may not approve of everything I'm doing, but he does approve of who I am. Why? Because God created you and I. He created us. And everything that God created in his eyes, we're good. Remember when the Bible says that God created lights and he created the earth, he created, created the trees and plants and animals and everything that God would create every day that he would create, it ended with God saw it and it was good. And so because God creates everything good, the only thing that happened in our lives is that was not good was sin. We sinned by disobeying God. Not us personally back from the beginning. It was Adam and Eve. Long story, but fast forward the, 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 the video till today. We live with that sinful nature. So we are by nature rebellious against God. That's why for many of us, we had a hard time coming to know God. And that might be you today. You might have a hard time receiving God into your life. Or maybe there are questions. Maybe you're, you're, you're dabbling into different things and you're wondering, well, how can God be the only God and so there are, there, there are things that you're thinking about and, and even battling with. But if we narrow it down to pure relationship, we can start there. We can start with a relationship with God. In other words, there's nothing that you and I will ever do that God will look at us and turn his back or his face away from us with. The Bible says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Why? Because he approves of us. That's why he could die for us. That's why he saw us all the way into eternity. That's why he did what he did on the cross. Because he sees the purpose and value of our life. So now we live with that in our mind. You know, and the Bible says to do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker. 
who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. that, That scripture is talking about the labor or studying or working hard to, uh, or to, to be diligent in what we're doing. And the reason for that is because it's not, it's not saying work hard so that you may be approved. It's saying because you're approved, you're going to be doing these things. Because you're already approved, you're going to work hard at doing things. Because you're already approved, you're living life with confidence. And the confidence is in the Lord, not in who we are in the world. Otherwise, we're going to morph into what the world wants us to be. We're going to transform ourselves into different situations so that people accept us rather than saying, God, who am I in you? And I want to live to that max capacity in who you created me to be. And if people don't like me for who I am in you, then that's on them, not on you. Now, there are ways for us to live as believers because we still want to represent the Lord in such a way that people see our good works and then glorify God in heaven. In other words, live in such a way as someone who knows that we're already approved by God, that we don't gain his approval. We actually live in it. Let's look at our notes. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 25 tells us that the fear of man will prove to be a snare but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. We're going to look at three areas that will help us when it comes to pleasing people or or pleasing God because if we're living out of this approval with God, now we live to please Him because we're already approved by Him. So it's much easier to live to please God than it is to please people because imagine if we had to please everyone, how long that would take and how frustrating that would be. But here's, here's what we want to learn. Here's the first thing, that our security, we must find security in the Lord. I think this is one that I really needed to learn because it's, it's easy to, to, to slip into the category of finding security in another person, in a relationship, uh, finding security in, in money, finding security in a job, a career, And nothing wrong with those things, but if that's all I have to be secured in, we've seen economy collapse, or the economy collapse. We've seen relationships go bad. We've seen people go astray. So if we're putting all of our security in those things, we're going to have a very difficult time being secure. But if we find security in the Lord, then he's the one that holds our life in his hands. Because God created us for relationships. And let's not forget, the first relationship is the relationship with him. Every other relationship will come out of that relationship. So if my relationship with God is rocky, guess how my relationships will be? It'll be rocky. But if my relationship with God is foundational and solid and secure, then all of my relationships will come out of that I would say this, that if you have a difficult time in relationships or making friends or, 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 or even keeping friends or trusting people, go back to your relationship with the Lord. That's usually where it will start. That's where our security is. And sometimes what other people think of us has greater influence on us than what we think God thinks of us or what we're even aware of. We don't even know that, wow, I'm, I'm living to please people. I remember when Heidi and I were first dating, you know, I was in intermediate school and as we were growing up together, you know, I've made many mistakes growing up. And then when we got married, I thought that I needed to live in such a way 
that I would be able to make up for all of the hurt and pain I caused Heidi. I thought I had to live to, to please her. I thought I had to live in such a way that Heidi would say, okay, when we got married, you were negative 50,000 because of all the things you have done to me. So I'm here. Sheldon, you are way down here, so you need to live up to my expectation. So that's what I felt. And, and I almost felt like I could never reach that because I was so deeply indebted to all the things that I have done that were wrong. But when I came to the understanding that all of that debt has been paid for by Jesus, now I could live out of my security in Jesus, not living out of I need to find security in Heidi and my relationship or our relationship. It needed to be in God. When, and when, when, that, when that was understood, it changed everything about our relationship, especially my relationship with God. See, God gives us many desires. We have many passions, but the desire for approval can be, can be mis, misused. Uh, it can be abused. It can even be confusing if we're, if, we're trying, if we're trying to gain people's approval. It's a difficult thing to, to live by. See, if we're, if we're living by everyone's approval and we're trying to please just people, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of time. It's going to drain a lot of our energy, our resources, and it'll be frustrating because we just can't please everyone, and in the end, we find ourselves not even happy because we're trying to please everybody else. Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 tells us that we who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. See, there's a difference between trying to please someone and building them up in the Lord. You're not trying to please them. You're trying to encourage them and build them up in the Lord. And we can confuse the two. We can think that building up someone is, is living to please them. But no, no, it's, it's really seeing their life and our security being in the Lord and then building them up. I read a quote from an actor that said that I do not know the, the key to success but I know that the way to fail is to try to please everyone. Because where do we stop? Last week we talked about envy. People pleasing is the opposite of envy. When we think of envy, envy is saying, you know, I, I, I must be like you to be happy. People-pleasing says, I must be liked by you to be happy. And, and this is not a generational thing. It's not, you know, as we get older, it goes away, or if we're younger, it doesn't bother us. No, it bothers all generations. It bothers all generations. It may be, it may be different today in the, in the methods and in, in how we're trying to please people, but it still comes back to, I, I want to be happy and if I can just be liked by you, then I'll be happy. If I can be like you, I'll be happy. But then there's that, there's that almost like the depression side of people pleasing that the desire for approval will lead to the fear of disapproval, that we don't want to be rejected. We don't want people to look at our lives and, or, or even uh, run away from us or 
or reject the relationship that, they, that we want with them or even the friendship. We have that, that fear. But Romans chapter 14, verses 7 and 8 tells us that for none of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Why? Because that's where our security is. It's in him. It's not in another person. It's not in a thing. It is in him first. And that's where everything is locked up, secured in this relationship with him. See, when, when, God, when God's approval matters the most to you and I, it actually sets us free from insecurity because he doesn't reject us. That's where we find security. The second one is this. Don't fall prey to praise. Let me explain that a little bit because we live in a world of praise. We, 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 want, we want everybody to be a winner, which is okay, but at what point do we allow them to understand that you're not always going to win, that you're going to live in a world that will beat you down, that you're not going to get a trophy in every corner you turn. You're not going to get a, a prize for everything that you do. How do, we, how do we teach our children that when the world wants everyone to just be equal when it comes to competition? How, how, do, we, how do we help our children? How do we help one another to live with that mentality that we're, it's almost like as believers, we're, we're fighting upstream in a world that is pushing us backwards. And we think we're progressing as mankind. But don't fall prey to praise. You know, once you and I know why we were created and what we were created for, here comes the devil, the enemy, that he'll whisper into our ears and he'll say, but what if people don't like you? What if you make a mistake? Don't try. Don't, don't serve in the church because what if people get to know you? What, don't, don't go to Salt Conference because what if, what if you find out that that people really don't like you? What if, what if you're not able to, to use your gifts in how people think you should? What if you're not that good? You know, the devil will whisper into our ears. He will always do that. Why? Because once we understand why we were created, we are now a threat to the enemy. He won't bother you if you're not a threat. He, he doesn't need to bother you if you make no difference in the world. He could care less could care less if you went to church so long as your influence stays here in this building but if the moment you walk out that door oh, these doors and you begin to be the church in the world oh he hates that why because darkness can never push back the light it is actually light that pushes back the darkness and God created you to shine his lights into this world don't listen to the lies of the enemy you find your security in the Lord and you let the Lord shine through you. And when people give you praise, it's okay to say thank you. But don't fall prey to the fact that we, we think it's us. It's what God is doing in and through us. See, you know what the fear of rejection does? And I think we all have some type of fear. But if you're dealing with the fear of rejection, that, that fear of rejection is, is often overwhelming. It's so overwhelming that we don't know how to do the right thing because we're wondering, okay, if I do it this way, what if that person rejects me? But if I do it this way, what if that person rejects me? 
And so peer pressure comes in, and peer pressure is so effective that it controls what we say and what we do. And it's not just, we think of peer pressure only happening in like middle school or high school or as a youth. But peer pressure still happens today as adults, as we grow up. We still deal with peer, peer pressure at work. We deal with peer pressure in the family. Now, I'm not sure how your family is, but have you ever talked politics in your family today? I remember growing up and I would hear them talk politics. I thought, I didn't even know what that meant, politics. Why are they always talking about politics? And it seemed like everyone was angry when they were talking about politics. So I thought politics were a bad thing. I thought something was wrong with it. Well, it could be. So, But the more we learn about how the world operates and each person has their individual opinion, you put all of us together in a group and we talk about our opinions, we're more offended today than we have ever been with things that we were never offended by before. Why? Because we're trying to please everyone. We're trying to please everyone. Is that even possible? We can't even please people in our own family. I have three grandchildren. My goodness, if I give one a toy that looks better than the other toy, it's like I, now I'm in competition. When I go shopping, I, I'm under pressure. I'm like, if I buy this one, this one is $80, this one is $12, but this one looks better than that one. But what if, this one, what if they find out this one is more expensive? Unless I give this child this one, they think that's the favorite one. And if I give this one, then he's going to feel like I'm not better than. So you know what I do? I buy them cereal. Eat the same cereal. You just eat the same cereal. You want to grumble? Too bad. That's what you have. But it's hard why we live in a peer, a peer pressure world. We try to please as many people as possible. Just be careful we don't fall prey to that praise and try to please every single person. And it's not just at school. It's not just at work. It's in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. And it's rooted in the fear of disapproval or rejection. And so we try our very best to please everybody that we can. That's why political correctness, man, that's a, that's a tough one too. My, my friend told me the other day, he was applying for something, and he, he said this in the interview. The lady said this to him. She says, I'm so sorry I have to ask you this. Are you male, female, or other? He went, other? What do you mean Other? Now, he's telling me this story. It's almost like we have to live to please everyone so, so people don't get offended, but the people that normally wouldn't get offended are now being offended because things are changing. So someone's being offended. Like, how do we live in a world where we're trying to please everyone so no one gets offended? I want to tell you this. When Jesus lived his life, he was very offended. Or people got offended by him. Was that Jesus' heart? Not at all. That wasn't his heart at all. You know what Jesus' heart was? He was filled with grace and truth. Motivated out of love. This is the heartbeat of our God and our Savior came with grace and truth in that order. 
Not truth first, grace first. Because if we don't receive grace, we're not even ready for truth. But it's always motivated by love. And when Jesus came, there even, even, even his own people took offense. And you know what the Bible says? It says that when Jesus went to his hometown, his own hometown, many took offense. Therefore, not too many miracles could take place. See, we live in a world that we take such quick offense to certain things, and when that happens, no miracles can take place in our lives. And we wonder why we move from one thing to the next, why, we, why we're filled with anger and frustration, why we're, we, we have a difficult time making friends with people. We don't even trust people anymore. We have a very difficult time trusting people. It's very difficult. I went to my, my mom's house on Oahu, visited her, and when I grew up, our door was always open. We didn't even have a screen door. It was just always open. Like, people could just walk into our house, and people did. Like, people, our neighbors just would walk in and say, hey, how are you guys doing? Good. They would sit down and talk story. You try walking to your neighbor's house today. <laughs> just walk right in. Hey, you get sugar. It's so different. It's just the world we live in. So how do we continue to live in a world where we're trying to please God, rather than just finding the approval of man. We are, we are constantly under the stress of worrying about what other people will think about us. See, the lie is this. If I can just get everyone to like me, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. But that lie only makes us more miserable because we're going to always find someone that will not be satisfied with the life that you're living, how you live, your personality, your likes and dislikes. You're always going to find someone who is against you. Proverbs 25 verse 27 tells us that it is not good to eat too much honey and it's not good to seek honors for yourself. In other words, if, we're just, if, we, if we just want praise, we want everyone to like us, we're going to have a very difficult time. Remember, God didn't create you to fulfill expectations or the expectations of others. He didn't, he didn't create us so that we fulfill other people's expectations of us. We were planned, created, built, and formed for his purpose. We were fashioned for him, created for him. See, God is always more interested in why we do what we do than where or how we did what we did. Because you and I can do all kinds of good works, but if our, if our motive is to impress people or if our motive is just to receive praise and honor and, and we want that glory, we want to gain recognition or avoid someone's disapproval, then we miss the point of doing what is good because the motive was, was wrong. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 17 and 18 tells us, but let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who condemns himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. What the Bible is not saying is we cannot say, well, praise God or thanks be to God. It's okay to say that. It's okay to, to give credit to God. But what it is saying is just be careful that that just doesn't become a saying. That we just say those things, but deep down inside in our hearts... We, we want that 
credibility. We want that notoriety. He's saying, no, 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 that belongs to me. See, if we're always focused on what other people want us to be, then we will never become who God created us to be. And people-pleasing prevents our faith from growing. We cannot grow in our faith if we just live under the fear of people's approval. See, the, the fear of disapproval keeps us from taking risks, taking risks in our faith, our walk with Christ, our relationship. And without risk-taking, our faith cannot be stretched or developed. We need to take those risks. But even in those risks, you're going to disappoint some people. For some people, your risk is giving your life to Jesus Christ. That's the first step. It's giving your heart to the one who gave his life for you. But sometimes we have a difficult time with that because we're wondering, well, how are people going to see me now? Will people reject me because now I receive Christ? What is he going to do with my life? What if he messes up my life? I think of it this way. I don't think any of us throughout our entire life did not like dessert. Maybe now as we get older, we, we still like dessert, but we just can't eat it. Cholesterol level is here, LDL, CDL. CDL, that's a license, I think. Is there a CDL? I think that's a license. Yeah, if your CDL license no good, then you shouldn't be eating desserts. But through our lives, we, we had these desserts. Did you know that when you make a really, really good dessert, cake, pie, anything like that, the ingredients must be mixed together? It gets messy. But I'm okay with the mess that is created when out of the oven comes Carolyn Madaris's cornbread. I'm okay with the mess. I'm okay with the mess. Why? Because God turns our mess into something magnificent. Only he can do that. So if you have a hard time giving your life to Christ because it'll get messy, thanks be to God that it gets messy before it becomes magnificent. Watch what he does. You know, living to please people, it actually leads us to be disobedient to God. Just, just look throughout Scripture. Samson and Delilah. Samson being a strong man. He, he, he tried to please Delilah and told her where his strength came from. And so he, he fell prey to praise from his girlfriend. And, and then he gave up his vow with God. He broke that vow with God. Peter denied Christ when he feared what other people would say. Remember when he was in the, the courtyard and, and people were saying, hey, weren't you with, weren't, weren't you with Jesus? And he says, no, I, I don't even know the man. He said it three times. Why? Because he was trying to please the people that were there. He didn't, he didn't want to be ridiculed. He didn't want to fall prey to now he's going to be associated with Jesus and now he might go to the cross. He might be executed. He might be thrown in prison. So he, he, he needed to please the people. Even Pilate, the Roman governor, the one that was governing the area when Jesus was put on trial because the religious people were saying, this, this man, he's not living how he's supposed to live. So we need to crucify him because the law says so. And Pilate allowed Jesus, an innocent man, Pilate himself says, I didn't even find anything wrong with him. But to please the people, he allowed Jesus to be crucified. 
People pleasing will only lead to destruction and maybe even possibly sin. So we just, we, we got to be careful that we don't fall prey to the praise side of it. And we're trying to just gain approval from everyone. But at the same time, here's the last thing. And this one is really, really helpful when it comes to understanding God's approval is to find good company. Find good friends. Find good people. Find good people to surround yourself with, to hang around with. Find good people. You know, it's easy to find sales. It's easy to find coupons. It's easy to find a car. It's easy to find shoes. Easy to find these things. We have it at our, at our fingertips. We can find anything today. But you know what we can never find through an app? It may lead to it, but we don't just come up with it. It's to find good company. It's hard to find good company, good people to hang around with. You might do some testers and say, hey, come over for dinner. And then after that dinner, you're like, okay, we're never inviting them again. <laughs> it's tough to find people whom you trust. It's hard. You know, Jesus always addressed the Pharisees, the religious leaders, and he, he, he said this to them. He said, you know, you're always making yourselves look good, but God sees what's in your heart. The things that most people think are important are worthless as far as God is concerned. It's like Jesus is saying, in order to find good company, you've got to start with this good company. Start with God because he will be the best company ever. That's why Exodus chapter 23 verse 2 says, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Don't follow the crowd in doing wrong. Follow God because he'll always do what is right and what is wise. See, people were more concerned about approval and the approval of man that they were with God. And so even as, a, as God's people were becoming a nation, they had to understand that it's, you know, we've we got to follow the ways of God. Otherwise, we're gonna, all we're going to do is try to please the crowd. Remember, this this strikes me and helps me out when it comes to pleasing everyone. And here it is. Not even God can please everyone. Watch this. Today is football day for many of you. Many of you are out there. That's why you're watching through live stream. You're at home watching football right now and you got two, you know, two screens on. I understand. I know the struggle. It's real. Some of you right now have your, you know, your AirPods right on listening to the game. I understand that. There are two teams playing. Two Christian fans on both sides praying that their team wins. God's going to displease one of you. I'll be pleased because Detroit will win, but I don't know about everybody else. I'll be okay. <laughs> but not even God can please everyone. You have billions of people around the world praying to God for different things. If God himself cannot please everyone, why in the world do we try? Now, the opposite to that is, I'm just going to live to do whatever I want. Now, that's just dumb. That's not wise. We live to please God. You know, Jesus said it like this. He said, woe to you when all men speak well of you. When all 
men speak well of you. Woe to you. Why? Because you're trying to please all people. See, remember that you don't, you don't need everyone's approval to be happy. Happiness is a choice. It's a choice we make. In fact, if you think about it, our planet, we, we, we see it as we live in a, on a broken planet. You know, we, we talk about things that are happening around the world, things that are, that are not going well. We live in a, a broken place with broken people. And there will always be those who will demean you, put you down, dislike you, disapprove of what you believe, dispute what you say, and disrespect who you are. There, there, you're, you will always have that. You're always going to have to deal with that. Especially on social media, people will say things. You're always going to have to deal with that. But there's one thing that they can never do, and that's control our emotions. That one is our choice. It is up to us. If you haven't gotten people, let's just say there's someone in your life that just is displeased with you. I don't know how long they've been displeased at you. A year, two years, five years, ten years, maybe your whole life. If you haven't gotten them to be pleased till this day, it may not be you. They may never be pleased with you because it may not be you. Have you ever thought it could be them? What? It, no, it cannot be them. It could very well be them. You're living a miserable life because you're trying to please someone who is unappeasable. And you're miserable. And if there's someone in your life that is causing that problem, you might have to be distant. It's better for your relationship with God. I'm sorry I'm the one that has to tell you that. But if you start with your relationship with God and go from there, whether or not this person approves of you or not doesn't control how you feel about them. You're going to be able to love them now where they're at because God's love fills you and his approval is in your life and you live out of that. So you don't need someone else's approval to be happy. You just got to let that go. You can sing the song in your head if you want to. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33 and 34 tells us, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. It could very well be a sin by us trying to please everyone. But we go back to God. Otherwise, we'll waste our emotional energy on something that is never going to happen and someone that is never going to change. But God is the one that helps us, takes us from being miserable to having a wonderful, joyful life. And instead of us focusing on someone who is unappeasable, let's focus on God who has already approved of us. It changes everything about our life, our demeanor, our countenance, and how we live from day to day. Why? Because we're not living for people's approval. Oh, we're going to be approved by people while we're living for God. Some people will accept it. Some people won't. But it's okay. It's okay. 
Why? Because I'm already approved by God. And it's in this relationship that I'm going to get better. I need to change. I need to get better at certain things. Yep, but I'm not living to please you. I'm living to please God. I already have his approval. So now I can improve on the areas that you might be talking about, but I'm not doing this for you. As the video said, we do this wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not for man. Because he's the one that accepts us and approves of us. That's why John 8, 36 tells us, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. He sets us free. No person has the ability to give you all the security, approval, acceptance, and love that you need. No one can do that. Regardless of what they promise you, only God can do that. And if you expect people to meet the needs that only God can meet, that is, you're setting them up to fail. Those, those are high ex expectations for people, and that's so unfair to them. But if we say, wait a minute, if I do what pleases God, then it'll always be the right thing to do. Yes, I'm still going to learn in it. But if someone else's approval matters more than God's, then, it, then I need to be careful of that because maybe that person now becomes an idol for me. And I'm constantly thinking about what do I need to do to please that person I want to close with this, and this, this is such a, a, a great scripture to, to help with this area. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. It says, for I am now seeking the, for am I now seeking the approval of man? And once again, this is Paul the apostle speaking to the church in Galatia. Because they're dealing with trying to please people and please God. They're trying to change from how they were before and now following Jesus Christ. And he says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or God? Paul is saying this. He's saying, am I, am, I, am I doing all of these things so that I gain your approval or am I doing these things because of God? Or am I trying to please man? He said, if I were still trying to please man, that I would not be a servant of Christ. You want to find approval with God? Starts with Christ. It will start with him. God has already approved of us. That's why he sent his one and only son. That's the proof. While we were at our worst, while we were still sinners, that's when Christ died for us. How do you die for a people that you have no approval of? Well, Jesus did it. He died for you and I because he already approved of us. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us to be without fault in his eyes through Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Just remember this, that God made you to be you and not someone else. Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Lord God, you have given us not just your word, but you have given us proof that we're approved by you. You, you, don't, you, don't, you may not approve everything we do, but, but you approve us as your creation. So help us to become more and more like you. Help us to be the person you created us to be. I pray for those who are here today and maybe even those who are watching that 
if you have never said yes to Jesus Christ, maybe today is that day. And, and maybe you had fear of rejection. Maybe you thought God would reject you or, or why would God accept me? He has already approved of you. He already created you. And if you're saying, I, I have never said yes to Jesus, but I want to, then I'm going to say a prayer. And as you say these words and include your heart, it's a prayer of salvation. It's an eternal prayer. A prayer that washes our sins because of what Jesus has done and includes us in God's book of life. It's called the Lamb's book of life and how we enter into a place called heaven, a perfect place. It is through Jesus Christ. And here's the prayer. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me a future and a hope. I believe in you. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for rising from the grave. In Jesus' name I pray. And with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you said that prayer, could you just lift a hand real briefly? I just want to pray over you that you said, I said yes to Jesus. And this is for the first time. If you've never said yes to Jesus, and this is your day of salvation, that God wants to see. Okay, God saw your hand. God sees you. Okay, anybody else? You said yes to Jesus. Okay, God sees you. God sees you right there, both of you. Okay, right here, right there, back there. Okay, it's an eternal gift from God. It's salvation. You can put your hands down. Lord, I pray for these that said yes to you today. I pray for their journey with you, their relationship with you, that in the world we live in, although the world goes through changes, you never change. You're the same every single day. That is where we find security. You're the one we give praise to. And so today as we leave here, we look to you. We thank you for being the God who approves. We pray this in Jesus' name. And we all said together, amen.